What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Dense Pixels. One of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hello. It's going to be difficult keeping up a lot of, like, angry energy for Look Forward tonight, but I have a feeling that I can do it. But this will be a fun uh, break, and we get to start this podcast uh, with dumb news. Really dumb news. So, like, you know how, you know, we've been talking over the years of Square... Square Enix having all these, you know, all these studios and a lot of their studios have games that, quote, underperform expectations. <laughs> and yet somehow all the studios in the West tend to get a lot of shade from, you know, Square proper. And somehow all the studios in the East that make games that bomb don't seem to get blamed at all. Well, Square took the ultimate move uh, and they they sold off their Western studios and the IP that those studios own <laughs> off to the embracer group for what has to be said a song. Uh, when you compare it to some of the other financial figures that have been bandied about for other acquisitions in the gaming industry throughout the past, uh, for the, throughout the past several months. So this means Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, Square Enix Montreal, and all the IPs attached, which includes Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, Legacy of Cain uh, are the notable ones, and many others uh, are now going off to the Embracer Group, uh, who owns several uh, studios, including Devolver Digital, uh, including uh, Gearbox is owned by them as well. So they're building quite a stable. And... Square sold them for $300 million. Yeah. <laughs> Which, when you when you compare that to the fact that Gearbox went for $1.3 billion to Embracer Group. And then also mentioned in this Eurogamer article that I'm that I'm reading from, remember that Sony just bought Bungie. For many billions of dollars who just own destiny. Like that's all that Bungie owns is destiny. <laughs> and yet $300 million is enough to get these studios. Now I understand where square is coming from. Apparently these studios were not incredibly profitable. Um, it's about 1100 employees between these three studios that they're casting off, which from a, you know, management standpoint is a lot easier to, to deal with. And then their guns, the reason why they said they wanted to, to do the sale. <laughs> this is amazing to me, man. Like, like uh, of, of the, of the dumbest of, of, of the litany of dumb reasons that, that one could have for selling off studios that might not have been uh, profitable, but do quality work. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and and but I I can I kind of understand the studios, yeah. The I the IP, the, the intellectual <laughs> well, I mean, property. But, I mean, if you don't have the studios, like, what are you going to do with the IP, right? Like, you, you'd be licensing it out anyway. And and the only and and of their IP, the only thing that would probably get licensed out would probably be Tomb Raider, right? Like, that's the only thing that anyone's gonna gonna try yeah. to pick out there. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. What uh, what is the reason? Well, uh, so actually, before before I give the reason that they stated. Jeff Grubb weighed in on this on Venture Beat. Oops. Sorry, I muted myself there. Jeff Grubb weighed in on this on Venture Beat and said that 
one thing this does do is it does streamline Square's portfolio to make them a more tempting like acquisition target. So if they're like trying to steer themselves into being acquired by a bigger company like a Sony or something like that, then kind of casting off this non-profitable wing of your of your you know group of studios is not a bad idea because you're getting rid of a lot of overhead and probably retaining most of your capital considering that Final Fantasy XIV is making them all the money right now. So that would be smart. Square's stated reason for doing this is, quote, to enable the launch of new businesses by moving forward with investments in fields, including blockchain, AI, and the cloud. You know, they are, they are, they have gotten all this goodwill that was built up through, you know, the, 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 the boom of Final Fantasy 14 during the pandemic, putting out quality titles like, you know, critically acclaimed titles like Guardians of the Galaxy, kind of wash the stink of Avengers. Like, no one really, like, talks about Avengers anymore. Which is amazing because that game was a colossal failure. And so and they're like, we're going to take all this goodwill and we're going to throw it at blockchain. Like, that's what we're going to do, because that's the way forward in this business. I mean, look, this is uh, what's that movie? That's that quote from that movie. Uh, let's see if it pays off for him. Um, <laughs> the, the, the dodgeball. It's a bold yeah, move. Man. Yeah, it's a bold <laughs> move, man. I, I, I it, like if they're gonna look like geniuses, right? Or they're going to look like complete idiots. And um, I'm willing to venture a guess that it's going to be the idiot side. Um, look, I, I, that's my big thing. Like what what you said from the dude from Venture Beat makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like if they are, if they are. Um, hoping that someone will maybe purchase them. Uh, you know, you got to cut the fat. You got to, you got to, you got to make yourself look good. Right. I get that. But the read this reason that they're, that they're, they're doubling down yeah. on something that, uh, that nobody seems to like is just baffling to me. Um, and look, Embracer got a hell of a deal. They did. <laughs> now, look, that's not to say that they're going to necessarily do anything with some of these IP, right? Like, like I, I see people, they're like, bring back Thief, right? <laughs> and um, I, I don't think it's happening. And if it does, it's probably going to be a one and done, right? Yeah. But um, the Tomb Raider property is is legendary. and um, I just, I don't know, man. This is weird. It's, it, <laughs> is, it, is, it is a weird move all the way around. <laughs> and and here's the thing. So, like, Crystal Dynamics has been being outsourced quite a bit to Microsoft. Like, they've said they're still going to be developing the Perfect Dark game. That's that's in the mix right now or co-developing it with, um, with the new studio that Microsoft put together. So that's an interesting piece of this. Um, everyone's also like, like, of course the, the thing that always happens whenever an Ida studio like moves around, they're like, Oh, bring back a new legacy of Kane game. I still don't understand how legacy of Kane has all these <laughs> legs after 25 years of coming out with two games that were by all, by all accounts, fine <laughs> back, 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 back in the late nineties. And yet people are still like chomping at the bit for, for another legacy of Kane, but I guess that's fine. Um, notably square is holding on to, uh, 
the rights for like Life is Strange, Just Cause, Outriders, like games that they publish through outside studios that aren't in their network. So so they're still going to have involvement with those types of games. Um, yeah, like you said, a weird move all the way around. It's, it's the stated reason just fucking threw me for a loop, man. Like I, I know that their president has a huge hard on for for NFTs and all this other bullshit right now. Why he still does, I have no idea. Um, we've yet to see that pay off in any way, shape or form really for any game dev. And it, it, you know, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, like the market on those has cooled considerably in general. So I don't know what the fuck their plan is to, you know, ride these into the future, but Godspeed, I guess fucking Squaresoft. Good luck to, um, good luck to, uh, luminous productions with their forthcoming game Forspoken. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm very curious to see how that game does and what happens um, when that game does not sell eight bajillion units in five days, because apparently that's the standard that uh, Square is setting for um, all of their all of their uh, IP, all of all of their games now. Well, whatever the goal was, add five hundred thousand units because they had to delay it for. You know, for, for, for four months, you got to you got to recoup those uh those operating costs for the studio. So we'll see what happens there. Like I said, a, a baffling move all the way around. Um, kind of makes sense though. Like when you kind of look at how Square used to bag on those studios all the time. Like why would why the fuck would yeah. they want them around? And if you're those studios, you're probably not too broken up about this. Yeah, I'm not. You know, they as long as everyone lands on their feet. Uh, I'm I'm. It's all good, man. Yeah. Like it's just it's just uh it's just a part of business at this point. Uh Square seems like a terrible, terrible company to work for if you are not working on something with the words final or fantasy in it. Um and even then, like I didn't know Luminous uh developed Final Fantasy fifteen. Mm. Um maybe that's why they're getting a shot at a at a new at a brand new IP, but I don't know, man. It's super interesting, though, uh, to see what's going to happen to this company, um, you know, down the line in the future. Someone on someone on Twitter pointed out that uh, if Square Enix and Ubisoft, Ubisoft merged into one company, then the company could be called Squaresoft, and we could just bring it around full circle. <laughs> Knowing them, it would be U- Ubi Enix, U- U- Ubi Enix, yeah, <laughs> or U- U- Ubi Square. <laughs> you you Phoenix. <laughs> uh speaking of NFTs, blockchain, technology, web three, whatever the fuck you want. So so round round these parts, we're we're pretty big fans of of former Nintendo of America president Reggie Fizeme. Like we like Reggie a lot. He's a big he's a big fucking dweeb. Uh we love we love him. We love his like awkwardness, his awkward delivery. He was he, you know, he he was a, a, a imposing figure. Uh, for Nintendo of America for many, many years. So Reggie's been been hitting the uh, the games media circuit for the past week or so because he's got a new book coming out. So he's doing the thing that, you know, all the all the fucking political writers do when they got a book coming out. They hit up all the politics shows and, you know, pimp their book and stuff like that. Reggie's doing the same thing. Uh, so he he was at South by Southwest last month and somebody asked him his thoughts on blockchain, crypto, play to earn, you know, all that stuff and and what it's going to be in the future future of gaming. And here was what Reggie said. I'm going to quote 
And I'm going to try to do a Reggie impersonation. <laughs> so I'm a believer in blockchain. I think it's a really compelling technology. I'm also a believer in the concept of play to own within video games. And I say this as a player where I may have invested 50, 100, or 300 hours in a game. And when I'm ready to move on to something else, wouldn't it be great to monetize what I've built? I bet I'd have some takers here today if I wanted to sell my Animal Crossing Island from the latest Nintendo Switch version. I'd like to be able to monetize that. Blockchain technology embedded in the code would enable me to do that. I mean, look, he's right about one thing. I bet he'd have takers if he wanted to sell <laughs> his Animal Crossing Island. No one's going to buy my Animal Crossing Island. No one's going to buy your Animal Crossing Island because who are you? Right. Who am I? <laughs> Come on, dude. That's a, that's a good point that I didn't even think about, honestly. Like, I was just... Uh... I mean, Jesus Christ. That's a that's a really good impression, by the way. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> At least, like I said, a good impression is all about the the proper inflection. And Lord knows I've heard that man speak enough <laughs> to be able to nail it down. So I just so he he did follow up and say that the the use of blockchain needs to be thoughtful and consumer friendly. Here's the problem, though. I don't see how like as things are constituted right now, that doesn't exist. Like, and, and even if it's thoughtful and consumer friendly, like thoughtful to me also means eco-friendly. And that certainly doesn't exist. Like we're like, we're not at that point and we're probably not going to be at that point probably ever in terms of blockchain. And, and, and again, it's not for, for me, like their big thing is, oh, we're going to get the carbon, you know, we're, as long as we're carbon neutral. No, no, no. You gotta be carbon negative. Like carbon neutral is not good enough. Like we can't keep maintaining the status quo. We need to keep, we know we need to push carbon emissions down. So you need to be carbon negative if you're going to if you're going to have a blockchain. But they don't think about that because all they're doing is trying to make as much fucking money as they possibly can right now. Damn the consequences down the road. I mean, that's how um, that's how a scam works, right? Like mm -hmm. this is this is the new like panhandling, right? right? Like you got to hurry up and you got to you got to get as much gold from those rivers as you possibly can before. They all dry up and right. before anybody has any chance to sit around and think about it. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's the thing. Like we've we've seen this so many times, like, you know, recent history. Think of the subprime like mortgage mortgage crisis. Banks right. were so excited to just fucking make money hand over fist to get interest hand over fist from people that they didn't give a shit about the consequences. They didn't care that it was going to tank the economy, that people would lose their homes. And sh and then they and because they knew they'd be like get a bailout from the government. Which is exactly what they did. Yeah. So. Yeah, it just um, you're you know Reggie fils is a he's a, he's a he's a great personality, right? Like, and and he knows how to he knows how to leverage that, right? Mm -hmm. But like at the end of the day, like you know he's still a very rich man who is, <laughs> who, is who is all about being continuing to be rich and making money and he has that mentality and look that mentality works for him right like he's rich like that's how rich people think right but at the same time like uh, don't forget that like just because somebody's like really cool on the outside like yeah they stay they, they might be a might be an asshole on the inside you know what yeah. i mean Every, every, no, I'm, not, I'm not calling Reggie fils me an asshole, by the way. I'm not I'm not calling Reggie fils me an asshole. But like, 
Ain't worry about you. You worry, you worry about your money. <laughs> True that. So, so yeah, like I said, we had we had a nice reprieve from NFT news for a little bit, but then it had to had to had to rear its ugly head back into the gaming space. So, thank you to Square. Thank you to Reggie Fizeme for uh, bringing up our absolute least favorite co- uh, topic to talk about on the show. Yeah. Um, speaking of topics to talk about, you can go to join our Discord and talk about a lot of topics. You can go to densepuzzle.com slash fans, get an invite to our Discord once you're there. Uh, you can talk about a myriad of things. Talk about uh, the English Premier League, uh, F1, video games. If you're looking for uh, some people to play with, uh, you can you can let people know in the Looking for Group channel. Um, and you can, uh, drop us a line in our post office, uh, at any time and we will review them and, uh, answer any questions, comments, or concerns, um, on the next episode. That's densepixels.com slash fans. Go to densepixels.com slash YouTube, or excuse me, youtube.com slash densepixels and subscribe. Click the bell to be notified of when we uh, drop a new episode and like every video, like them all, all of them go back to previous videos and like them as well, because that helps us out a lot. Um, Go to subscribe to any of our podcasts, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, that was a weird sentence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to the Nerdpocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, Coming Distractions, and the weekly preview episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. Uh, and go to densepixels.com slash premium and sign up for $5 a month or $50 for a year. You get access to the premium slate of podcasts, including the airing of grievances, which I have committed Jay to record an episode of the airing of grievances before every episode of the Nerdpocalypse. Uh, and so far, it's been working. Uh, you just have to guilt him into it. That's how you get him to do stuff. Uh, no Time to Bleed, which uh, will be back in June. Uh, the Men with the Golden Tongues, which will be back this month. Brad and I have already scheduled. Uh, and we will be recording uh, this week. So look forward to the Men with the Golden Tongues discussion on the last of the Daniel Craig films. Uh, no time to die. Uh, upstage conversation, whenever the hell that comes back. Uh, and the full hour and a half, two hour episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast, which um, two hours. This, which oh, is, this this week for sure. Yes. I think last week was two hours, too. You're getting your money's worth. That's yeah. that's two podcasts in one. Um, I, I really enjoy that show. I really enjoy that show. I you you and Jay have a have a, a, a wonderful dynamic. Um, uh, even even if the uh, even if you 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 heathen atheists uh, tend to shit on religion whenever you get the chance. Uh, <laughs> we we all, out of our way to do yeah, it yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> um, so yeah, go to densepistols.com slash premium and sign up. So one of the uh, new features uh, with this new PlayStation Plus like tiered system that Sony is rolling out uh, is in the premium side, you get game trials, timed game trials uh, for new games that are that are being released. Now, people assumed 
uh, rightfully, that Sony was obviously going to support this feature with all of their up, you know, future first party titles that uh, you'll be able to do a two hour time trial for those. Uh, but we're finding out that Sony's strong arming uh, third party developers into making sure uh, that that they are doing the same thing. So according to a report uh, from Game Developer, uh, PlayStation has updated its developer guidelines to state that a game demo lasting at least two hours will now be required for any title which costs $34 or higher uh, in the PlayStation Store. Uh, it's important to note that this rule is not going to be retroactive, so it's not going to apply to games that have already released. This is simply for games uh, that are currently in development that are scheduled to be released. And also developers will have a three month grace period after a game launches in order to implement this time trial. Now also reportedly Sony has said that they will kind of handle the demo part of it. So like from what I understand, it's not going to require any additional work from the developers. Like Sony said, Hey, we'll car will, you know, we'll make it work. On our end, you just have to know that any game of yours that's $34 or more uh, is going to have this two-hour time trial uh, that people can access before they actually purchase the game. Uh, my question to you is, do you think this is a good idea to force uh, third parties into adopting this policy? Well, it's not – I mean, it's not just – like, it's not just going to be – uh a timer like the main game just a timer mm -hmm. like it's it's you have to now cut out a slice of the game no no it's it's gonna be it's gonna be just the main game on a timer essentially like like you'll like you start the game up as it starts and then you have a two hour timer to do whatever you want and then after two hours it's like all right if you want to keep playing you got to buy the game and all of your progress can can transfer over essentially so I'm still not understanding this. Do, do you do you download the entire game? Yes. And then the then the two hour timer starts. Yes. Um, I don't. I don't know, man. I I I'm. I mean, I'm not into it. Mm -hmm. Um. So I I, my instinct is to say that like this kind of stinks, but. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm so used to games just having a, a specific demo, right? Mm -hmm. A specific slice of the game to try out. If Sony was asking people to create a demo, then that would be like outrageous, right? Yeah, that would be a little ridiculous. But if it's just the main game with you know a two-hour a two hour time limit. I mean, I guess that kind of sucks if you have like an RPG, mm -hmm. you know, those stories tend to take a while to get going. Yeah. That's, um, I think that's the challenging part is that not every game is necessarily built to sell you on it within in a two hour time span. Like Elden Ring is a great example of this. Cause we talked, we've been talking about Elden Ring a ton on the show and Elden Ring is, is a very slow burn. Like, especially if you're not coming from a soul's, background which is the type of person that would be apt to download a a game trial for Elden Ring yeah. you're not necessarily going to get hooked in in 2 hours so like if you're basing your purchasing decision off of you know that 2 hour slice of the game where you barely make any progress and you die a lot and it's frustrating you might not buy Elden Ring 
Like, 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 like it might, you might be like, oh, this, this definitely isn't for me. And so, you know, whereas if you actually spend the money, you know, if, if, you know, if you get zeitgeisted into it and you spend the money, like you're going to stick with it a little bit longer because you want to be, you want to try to yeah, try to because I, I dumped $60 into it. Right. <laughs> so like, I, I get it from that standpoint. Um, I think it's good that they aren't requiring the developers to actually do anything to enable this. Like, so if Sony's going to take care of all the, the uh, backend stuff, then that's, that's terrific. Um, I don't know if I'm a developer, I guess I'm a little upset that there's no like direct benefit to me. Like, it's not like developers are getting a cut of the PlayStation plus subscription fees. Yeah. Unless they have a free game that Sony, you know, purchased the rights to, to be on the service. I mean, but do they, do they, do they, well, I guess maybe they could because they're doing this and there's a chance that someone won't buy their game. Right. That so, might have, but, but conversely, then this, you know, having a free trial could get someone to buy a game that they weren't planning on doing originally yeah. as well. The, the, the funny stand, the, the, you, you know, where the level headed stance on this came from of all places is the PC community. Who's had who's who's had this forever because on Steam you can buy a game and if you don't play it for two at like for two hours of game time, essentially you can return it. Oh, so you get like oh. like any any game you buy in Steam, like you have up to two hours to play, and if you don't hit that two hour mark within a week of purchasing the game, then you can just return it, no questions huh. asked, like straight up, like no problem. Wow. Yeah, so PC people are just like, mm, this is what we've been doing for for the longest yeah. time. Like, this isn't that big of a deal. So, all right. I mean, I I get it. I don't know. It 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 feels it feels odd. I, I'm not. Uh, I usually don't play demos. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I you know, I I read up enough that if I feel like I'm gonna buy it, I'm gonna buy it. Right. But um, but I don't know. I'm still not convinced. I'm still not uh, bought into this new. PlayStation Plus uh, tiered system yet? They <laughs> they they came they they had to release this um <laughs> this chart so like that you know how they have like the PlayStation Plus cards that currently exist in the stores right now right mm-hmm. so like they're not going to replace all those when the new program rolls out they're going to keep them in stores so they had they had to roll out this chart to explain. Like, hey, if you buy this PlayStation Plus card, here's what it equates to for each of the different each of the different PlayStation, you know, the new PlayStation Plus services. And if you buy a PlayStation Now card, here's what it equates to for each of the new services. So when the new when the new tiers roll out, like, you know, basically what you're kind of get like converted to, if that yeah. makes sense, if you upgrade. <laughs> it's like I said, it's it's it just underlines how much better like Microsoft is at messaging this stuff right now than than Sony like Microsoft. It's simple. Like, Hey, it's 10 bucks a month. It's 15. If you also want gold, here's all the shit you get for free. That's all there is to it. Like it's not, it's not fucking hard. It's, it's fucking easy and simple. This is the drawbacks of having a system that you can buy like, you know, three months, six months, a year at a time instead of just having to go monthly. So, yeah, (laughs) it's weird. Very weird. Uh, also kind of weird. So Twitch out of nowhere has decided that they want to make changes 
to their partner program that they currently have in place. And if you think that those changes would be beneficial to streamers, you are incorrect. <laughs> so currently, why would that be? Why would that, be, why would that uh, why would this company want to want to benefit the, the, the people making the content for them? So currently the way Twitch works is there's three tiers at, for, for partners. So if you're a Twitch partner, there's three tiers. If you're a new Twitch partner, you get a 50-50 revenue split. So basically the ads that get run on the stream and the money that, you know, people that get thrown at you when people buy stuff through, you know, the Twitch thing, Twitch gets 50%, you get 50%. If you're tier two, it's 60-40 in favor of the streamer. And then tier three is 70-30 in favor of the streamer. And then some partners that are super big, like think you're ninjas and, and people of that sort, uh, have individually negotiated deals that have a different revenue split. So like Ninja can command more because he brings Twitch so much money that they're like, we're cool giving you 80% because, you know, 20% of what you're bringing in is still more than any of these other fucking jokers are bringing in. So like, it's so like, it's not, it's not a big deal. So what Twitch is proposing is to drop this to a 50, 50 revenue split across the board. So basically they want to punish their most successful content creators <laughs> by giving them less money, which is stupid. Yeah, I don't, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's, and it's even stupider when your prime competitor in this space has a 70, 30 split across the board. Like, like YouTube is 70, 30 across the board. And it's one thing if like YouTube was some uptart upstart fucking service that's coming in at a left field trying to build itself up, but it's YouTube. <laughs> I don't understand why they're fucking thinking about this. Like, I mean, I get why they're thinking about it, but it seems, I mean, it, it seems like you're, you're fucking cutting, you know, slicing your nose off to spite your face. I, uh, it's weird. The, the, the present revenue split for partners is 50, 50 at one tier subscription. Like it's, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to rationalize it and I can't for the life of me as you know, the business person that I am, uh, I don't, I don't incentives will also be given to push streamers to run more ads. Great. <laughs> And that's, and that's the other thing. Not only are we going to give you less money, but we want you to advertise more because you got to make up that less money somehow. Because if there's because if there's anything that I love having seen, you know, having a stream interrupted that I'm watching, it's when fucking more ads come on. <laughs> Again, so so like I am I am so anti ad. As far as like having to watch them, like, yeah, we'll advertise to you. Like, that's fine. Like, we got to pay the bill somehow. But in terms of me, you know, how I consume the content, like, if you give me an option to throw money at you to make the ads disappear, I'm going to do that. So, like, if Twitch offered like some YouTube bread type of service where you could pay $10 a month to get ad free viewing, I would absolutely do that. Absolutely. Or if, say, like, you know, if you were to go to manscaped.com slash those nerds to buy a, a <laughs> manscaped uh, set, or you could just go to densepixels.com slash premium for five bucks 
and then I won't have to say I won't have to tell you that anymore. Except so, you will, because we don't we I don't mean, have like you know, I, I, like I, a I Patreon feed or anything. I didn't want to say that. Though. <laughs> 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 like like I said, it it just uh, and and this is on the back of like streamers have been campaigning to Twitch for a better revenue split than they've been getting. Over the years, right. and then Twitch is like, you know, like, like, you know, like I, I hear what you're saying, but how about if we give you a worse one? Like, what would you, what would right. you say to that deal? <laughs> how about we, how about we take away, uh, twenty percent of what you're making, and yeah. then we just keep it. Um, oh, and and the, the and the other the time, like the person, the the person that came up with this idea, like you know, maybe you need to, maybe you need to get into politics, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> kind of like what you're selling. Uh, you know, let's, 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 let's tax those people that are making a bunch of money. Yeah. Well, uh, I, the problem is like, it's, it, I know, I know it's a different, like, like, because Twitch is just like taking that, like they're not, right. you know, they're not dispersing it to everyone. So I, I get it. But I mean, didn't they, didn't they get a shock? Like when some of their top guys like went to mixer, when that was a thing for a little bit and when, yeah, like when certain people went to Facebook and things of that nature, like there are yeah. other services out there. And like if I'm YouTube right now, like if I'm if I'm really serious about building up YouTube gaming and I see this story, I am shouting from the rooftops. I'm probably dropping my split to 75, 25. I'm fucking coming oh, out there like like courting people like crazy. And again, oh, yeah. it's YouTube. It's not like like Mixer, like you had to go out of your way to fucking find Mixer. But like YouTube, like you use YouTube anyway. Right. Um I don't. Whatever happened to Mixer? Oh, it it, it folded. Like Microsoft got yeah. rid of it, and I think I think it became they got folded into to Facebook Gaming, if I'm not mistaken. Because didn't wasn't Ninja like one of the big people who was just like enough of this Twitch stuff? I'm I'm going to Mixer. Well, and, so he he had the best deal. Remember, so he went to Mixer, got an enormous exclusivity contract. And then Mixer folded. He still got paid the full amount of the contract and then just fucked, you know, fucked off back to Twitch to jump back into the partner program there. Wow. Nice I, work I, if you can I, get it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Playing video games in a tank top, man. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is just wild. This is this is uh this is very it's been a weird day, Brad. Just a bunch of companies doing weird stuff. Yeah. Companies doing weird stuff, uh, government organizations and agencies doing weird stuff. Been a real weird day here on this Tuesday, May the 3rd, 2022. I'll tell you. Holy shit. Um, Densepaces.com slash Amazon. The weirdest of companies. Um, when you go to Densepaces.com slash Amazon for your Amazon purchases, uh, you know, uh, you, you can get what you want from, from this mega corp, uh, but you'll be helping us, the little guy, yeah. uh, while you're doing it. Uh, and that's the only way to really clear your conscience, uh, from buying something from a mega corp, uh, is to, is to help the little guy, uh, who is, who is going to get a pittance, uh, a, a Twitch like share of the. Of the I, w- I wish the- I wish we were getting a Twitch <laughs> share from Amazon. <laughs> so do me a favor, go to densepixels.com slash Amazon and buy yourself a brand new TV. You deserve it. That's right, you do deserve it. 
Um, before we move into the post office, anything you've been playing new this week, or has it been kind of the same old shit? New nah, day? it's it's the same crap. Um, I I got a bunch of like movies and TV shows that I have to try and watch. You know what I did do? I watched for the first time ever mm-hmm. to prepare myself for the sequel. I watched Top Gun. You had never seen Top Gun before? I had never, ever seen Top Gun before. Did I, I know this? I don't think you did. Because as my wife, uh, as I told my wife, I had never seen Top Gun before. She said, don't tell anybody that. Uh, because I watch, a, I watch Top Gun at least once a year. Like, I make it a point to go out of my way to watch Top Gun <laughs> once a year. Uh, it is one of the greatest like ironic movies of all time. Like it's, there's it's, like there's so many like hilarious but also like it's fu- it's it's ridiculous but also kind of cool like scenes in that movie. It is. It is. <laughs> like I'm like yo this movie this movie this movie is it's so silly. It's so 80s. But I also kind of like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it is it like I and my my uh knowledge of Top Gun like like I knew that that Goose dies, right? Yeah. I knew that Goose dies. But I didn't know that Goose was the co-pilot. I thought Goose had his own plane. No, and he was were, he was like, he was Maverick's bestie. Yeah, man, like I thought he was like Goose's wingman, right? And then it's like, oh, and they were, you know, fighting in a war or something like that and and Maverick did something he shouldn't have done and Goose was trying to like 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 and Goose ended up dying because of it. And it's like the whole movie is just them in school. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, what is going on? But like, I'm riveted. But like, <laughs> at the same time, like this movie, I realized is like, it's, 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 it's genius because yeah. it convinced it, it, it convinced, uh, uh, men and women to go see the same movie for different reasons. Yes. Like, one of the first, one of the first yeah, movies man. to truly bridge the, uh, the you know the gap that moviegoers were looking for yeah man like i appreciate it because of it but uh it's 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 a movie it's a movie so but it at is the same time i i was into it so there's i mean allow me to profess my love for top gun since you brought it up on the podcast so so like it's 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 the first time that we really got like peak tom cruise like we yeah. would get a lot of peak tom cruise but this is arguably the first time that you've ever seen it um it's got a, uh, it's got amazing, like, on the border of overacting, like yeah. Val, Val Kilmer, <laughs> like Val Kilmer is like so close to the edge, so close to the edge of the entire movie. He lets it slip in one scene, and it's the scene where he, where he's like talking shit to Maverick when they get back from that first, uh, from the first like training mission, and he does like the, like like yeah. that whole thing. <laughs> Like he does that whole thing. Um, still trying to figure out how Tim Robbins was able to fit into the into the cockpit of a fighter jet because that dude's like <laughs> six seven. Don't ne- I'll never understand that one. Um, Tom Skerritt's in it. Like Tom Skerritt's fucking fucking awesome in that movie. In this movie, like he's you know he's basically the fucking um, God. Who's who's he remind me of? Like there's another Tom Cruise film that basically has like that Tom Skerritt character in it but i can't i'm tr- struggling to think of what it is now um it's also got michael ironside one of my favorite like 80s I mean, 90s you know 
Michael Ironside <laughs> is in something. I'm watching it, man. Yeah. Like he's he's one of those dudes. He's one of those dudes that is just like born to play some sort of authoritative military role. Like like the dude who played Major Dad. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that <laughs> dude, he can only be some sort of authoritarian military person. Uh yeah, it was a look. Yeah. That movie that movie is that movie is very unique and, and but I I did uh I did appreciate it. I I and I look forward to watching the uh now that I know what I'm going into, that mm. I kind of have a feeling of what I'm going into. Uh I'm looking forward to Top Gun Maverick. If it's yeah. just this but with like better action, and action wasn't bad, you know, for 1986, but like if it's if it's this but better action, uh, I'm into it. And now I realize why my wife was like, like really enjoyed Top Gun. Like, <laughs> my, my, my black ass wife from Florida, right? Like she, why are you into Top Gun? But yeah, I get it now. Yeah. Uh, what I don't get, what I still don't get is why my wife wanted to, at one point, get me and my son matching Top Gun shirts Mine that said Maverick and hers that said Goose. Uh, that, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not. I don't want that. Like I said, I, 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 I figured the better costume would be like you, you as Goose and her as like Goose's wife. Like, like, wouldn't that be the better? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I would, I would, uh, you know, I, I don't mind wearing a. I, I'm, I'm superstitious. I don't want a character that dies in a movie. I don't want my son wearing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just weird. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, Top Gun. Top Gun was all right. Yeah, Jay Jay would have to be Maverick, right? Like like the, like the height the height difference is there. Like that's <laughs> that's the that's the way you go. Yeah, the height difference, the attitude problem. Yeah, uh, you know the uh, extreme the, cockiness. Yeah. <laughs> My my Mike is just the affable, well doing best friend. Who, yeah, who, he lived know. he lived in San Diego at one point. Yeah, uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> what a great fucking album, man. We didn't even talk about like Kenny Loggins soundtrack. Like, all right, it's it's so good, it's so good. I, I'm shocked you hadn't seen it uh, up to that. I had never though. seen it. I had never seen. It. I knew all these like little like like uh, tidbits about it, uh, but I had never seen it. So, well, I'm glad and, I'm glad you I'm glad you remedied that. Because, like I said, it feels like a sin to to have not uh, to have never seen Top Gun in its uh, in its entirety before. Um, as far as new stuff coming out this month, so they announced the some of the games that are coming to Games Pass uh, or Game Pass in the month of May. Uh, Loot River, which is a new game, uh, is coming to console and PC. Uh, also, Trek to Yomi is going to be available, and Citizen Sleeper is going to be available. So a couple new games uh, that are coming out, all of which are getting pretty good critical uh, responses for those. Um, good. I don't have to buy truck to Yomi. Yeah. You can just play it on a uh, play it on game pass, which is the way to go. Um, also coming this month, Danganronpa two, uh, Uden Chronicle rising, uh, the, the, the final cut of this war of mine, NHL 22 is going to be there. Uh, the definitive GTA San Andreas is going to be there. Enter the Gungeon, Final Fantasy XX2, Remnant from the Ashes, Steep, The Catch, and The Wild at Heart. So a lot of games coming to Game Pass uh, in the month of May. So that's pretty cool. Uh, on PlayStation, you have PlayStation Plus, uh, your free games for the month of May. It's a good month here as well. FIFA 22 is coming. Uh, Tribes of Midgard, which is a game that I had a little bit of interest in when it first released, is coming. And Curse of the Dead Gods. So if you like Hades 
and you want, you know, something that's Hades like, uh, check out Curse of the Dead Gods, which is a pretty good game. There you go. All free. There you go. Uh, and then also coming out this week, uh, Wildcat Gun Machine comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Best month ever comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Trek to Yomi, as Micah mentions, coming to PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Uh, Warhammer 40K, Chaos Gate come, uh, comes to PC. And then Crowns and Pawns, uh, Kingdom of Deceit comes to PC as well. Uh, I've only been playing like Rogue Legacy this week. So Rogue Legacy 2 came out last week. And for some reason, like it just got me to pick up my switch copy of Rogue Legacy and I've been playing the game quite a bit. Rogue Legacy is really good, even though it's an older gotta, game. So I got to I got to go back and play the uh, the most poorly named uh, RPG ever. A <laughs> uh, triangle strategy. I, I, I haven't. Uh, I do, gotta go back. do you have to play triangle strategy? Like, is that something you have to do? I mean, I bought it, so I feel like I got to play it. <laughs> Even though, like, the, even though, like, the, everybody talking, like, I don't, I don't want to. I got to see if there's a Japanese language option. If there's a Japanese language option, then I'll go back and play it. If not, then I'll see how long I can last. Uh, we go to the post office where we are asked by Film Wander. Any thoughts on F1 in Miami? So the the for the inaugural uh, Miami Grand Prix is this weekend. Uh, which Formula One is extremely excited about. I don't know why F1 is as excited as they are to come to Miami. Because um, you've never been to Miami. That's I guess why. so. I'm, Miami's really nice, man. Miami is like this weird part of Florida that's just like, you remember the uh, the episode of Seinfeld where Jerry was dating a woman and in certain lights she looked yes, not yes. good. Yeah, yeah I know exactly. Like really good. That's Miami. Miami <laughs> in the daytime Looks like any other piece of Floridian garbage, right? Miami at night is fucking beautiful. Like there's there's music playing all over the place. Everything is draped in neon. There's booty shaking and and food smells great. Like Miami at night is awesome. Miami during the day is just like whatever. Let's hurry up and get these races done so that we can party yeah. at night. Okay, that's fair. So here so here's the thing though. So we have no idea how the track's going to perform because, you know, it's the first time going there. The track runs around Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. So, like, it's basically, like, in the parking lots of, like, like it runs in the parking lots of Hard Rock Stadium, which is <laughs> weird. Um, the other thing that's been getting a lot of play. So, they built a fake marina in the middle of the track that they put real boats in. Just for the aestheticness or the aesthetic nature of it, I guess. Yeah, but it's but it's, you know, but it's bizarre looking. Like like they literally like painted water onto the ground and put, <laughs> and put boats in in this fake marina with like a pier and everything. Like like there's a fucking pier in there. Like that goes out to the boats, and they're just like, we just want you to know that if you travel a couple miles in any direction, like you might find something that looks like this. But this is how we want to associate Miami is with is with, you know, fake with the fake marina with real boats. All right. That's kind of weird. It is weird. It's very weird. <laughs> um, I do hope that they uh, I do hope that they uh, like lean into the Miami-ness for like a, a few of the things you see around the F1 track, like the uh, like the distance markers that they put on going into corners and things like that. Like, I hope they have some fun with that kind of stuff. Like there, there's potential for this to be a cool, a cool race weekend. 
Um, so that all kicks off on Friday. Uh, and if you're in the U.S., congratulations. You don't have to wake up at the butt crack or ass of dawn <laughs> to watch to watch the race this weekend. So that's very exciting. Uh, Anthony asks, is there any remakes left that haven't already been done that you'd be interested in them making? I feel like we've talked about this a bunch. Obviously, we want a Final Fantasy VI uh, yeah. reimagining as much as possible. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I want to remake uh, more or less a, a new game in the series. Uh, I really like Bully. I have I have uh, positive memories of Bully. Mm-hmm. Um and I would like to see what that story would be in today's climate, you know, yeah. like I got a, I got a neighbor who um, has a seventh grade daughter. I forget what age that is. And, um, and she's just like, I'm non-binary. And the dad is just like trying to come to grips with it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, uh, I'm curious to see what what people who are probably his age developing a game uh, for the starring people of his daughter's age mm-hmm. and what that what that would be like. I'm very curious. Um, but yeah, I, I really like that game. Uh, Cam says that alleged. Did you see the alleged outline for the Super Mario Brothers movie? Like like the kind of plot synopsis. Did you hear about this? No. So I, I, I don't I don't remember a lot of it. Basically, it sounds insane. Um, So he essentially says it's confirmed that Mario and Luigi will at least be using New York accents. Do we think that this movie is going to be good? <laughs> uh, I don't think it'll be good, but I think it'll be incredibly successful. I yeah. mean, I mean, incredibly successful. Um, It's, it's going to be a musical just, like like they're going to have musical numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to see it now. I kind of want to see it just for just for that. Um, they're gonna they're gonna have New York accents. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Okay. Um, I can't wait to hear Chris Pratt doing a fucking Bro- Chris Pratt and Charlie Day and doing Charlie Brooklyn Day. accents. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fucking incredible. Are you kidding me? High, com- it's gonna be high comedy. Oh, for shit. for all the wrong reasons. Like it's not gonna, yeah. you know, <laughs> crazy, crazy. Um, I don't think that this movie. I, I mean, it, it, this movie will find its target audience. Like it's gonna be successful with kids, which is all they want it to be because kids spend money and you know drag yeah. their parents to see these shits. So look, Minions, Minions is a terrible franchise. Um, in terms of quality, but it makes just like goo gobs of money. Yeah. So. Hundred percent, and it's fun. And the minions people are doing this. Yeah. So yeah, my 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 son loves watching the Despicable Me movies. Like he fucking yeah. absolutely loves it. So yeah, it my is. wife loves watching it. So she yeah. loves minions. So I'm trying my best to not have my son um, uh, into it just yet, just because I don't need them running around. He he's into Peppa Pig, and that's just all he. That's all he like listens to, and he says he says like yuck. He pronounces George in an English accent because <laughs> that's how she that's how he hears it. Yeah. George, like oh my god! All right, all right, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta calm down. <laughs> uh, Johnny asks with the releases, cuts, firings, etc. That's happening. What is the likeliness that Square Enix is being bought by Sony? 
Um, I feel like it's almost more likely now than it would have been before, especially with them cutting off, you know, what they can, what they perceive to be as dead weight from their, from their portfolio. So being, be interesting. I feel like they're, I feel like Sony is the most likely destination if a larger company swoops them up. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, and I think they would want Sony to, to be the ones, right? Like I associate square with Sony already. Like I just do, um, the final fantasy series just feels weird on a different, you know, platform, mm. uh, including Nintendo. Um, and, and, uh, you know, the first six games were, were released on Nintendo, but I don't, I don't associate them with that. So, yeah, like you said, it's, it's probably, if it's going to happen, it will probably happen now that they've kind of cut the, not dead weight, but they've kind of laid people off that they feel they need to lay off. Yeah. I don't know if you're Sony, I'm going to square and like, Hey, 10 billion. And they're like, make it 13. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do it. Like, like I feel, I feel like that, like that'll like with final fantasy 14, you just kind of let that do its thing. You don't fuck with it too much. And then between that and getting to put every future final fantasy game exclusively on your platform, I think you're doing fine. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe they'll actually like, you know, if Sony's kind of prodding them a bit, maybe when they announce the game, it will come out within <laughs> the half of decade yes. of announcement. I don't know, because Sony also has a bad track record of Japanese studios announcing games well in advance and taking forever to put them out. So. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if you can make that guarantee just because it's Sony. Uh, finally, Fallout Punk asks, given the high political nature of the host on the whole network, have you ever thought about doing a debate on another show, perhaps to get some more exposure? I know you guys have, uh, have uh, gone out to other podcasts occasionally uh, to do some guest starring and things of that nature for exposure here's the thing like i would not i would be more than happy to hop on any political show uh i'm not hopping on a show that's being like done by like a right-wing grifter who's constantly like uh, fucking operating in bad faith because that's a setup for disaster like you can come with the most intelligent and reasoned argument that exists and because they're not operating for a position of good faith like they're just gonna fucking nail you into the ground with their dumb bullshit and that's that's not a good idea. Yeah, they when you when you go into uh I won't say enemy territory, but when you look, I'm the type of person that thinks that uh debate is interesting and it's good. It's one of those things like sports that I can't do, but I watch I like watching people do. Um so I wouldn't be on this. That's why I'm not on the political show now because I am not equipped to I have my opinions but I'm not equipped to to go toe to toe with you guys, right? Not toe to toe, but like to stand up there with you, right? Mm-hmm. But I've I I I I'm a firm believer that you got to get both sides talking. Um yeah. And and I've told Jay, I I've recommended to him that he get someone who is right leaning to at least come on the show because people who are right leaning, they, they love coming in because they feel like they know everything and they feel like they can, uh, I'm going to show these libtards. I'm going to, I'm going to hoist them by their own libtard. Right. And, and I'm, and I think he's done it maybe once Mm -hmm. with, with someone who was reasonable. 
Well, that and that's that's the thing. So, like, there are people who have conservative beliefs that are willing to engage in an actual debate and, you know, actually go back and forth and, and consider other ideas. The problem is most of the conservative pundits that are currently out there right now are just on like the fucking MAGA fucking, you know, bad faith train, essentially. Like they're not here to actually reason. They're here to just push their bullshit on you and to fucking, you know, try to straw man their way into blowing up any reasonable argument that anyone challenging them comes to them with. Yeah, it's not. And unfortunately, like social media has made it very, very easy to just kind of come on and because you, because you don't have to look somebody in the face Mm -hmm. while you're making these arguments, while you're, while you're spewing whatever you want to spew because you don't have to look them in the face. It's so much easier to spout whatever you want and feel like you're right. Whereas if you have to, you know, sit there and there's something about face-to-face debate, even not even just face-to-face, even through video, there's something Mm -hmm. about having to look somebody in the eye and defend your claims that most people just don't want to do because they're not equipped to do it. I'm raising my hand here for you people in audio. Well, and the other problem with debating, and so again, going on someone who's like more progressive leaning would not be a problem, I would imagine. But someone who is like conservative leaning, I also have a difficult time not calling out bullshit when I see it. So if someone came to me with just like completely unreasonable argument, I would tell them that their argument's fucking stupid and probably wouldn't engage with it. (laughs) So like that kind of undermines the whole the whole need right. to debate kind of thing. So, um, yeah. but it's, I mean, but it's interesting. Like we've, we, you know, there's some contacts that I know that Jay has, you know, outside of our network that he's, you know, gone on a couple of different shows and things of that nature. But, uh, I mean, if, if someone invited us, we'd certainly consider it. So look, the, um, the, uh, I, I will always shout out Rod and Karen from the black guy who tips podcast. Um, we as on black on black cinema, Long time ago, I think it was like episode 410 or something like that of their podcast. They're a wildly successful podcast. And um, we went on their show, right, one time. And if you look at the the chart for our numbers, I mean, it was like, it was like not flatlining, but it was a gradual, gradual climb. We did that show and then bam, it completely shot up. And I couldn't, so black on black cinema owes a lot of its initial success to the black guy who tips podcast. So shout out to them. Um, so yeah. And, and we've been on theirs. They've been on ours. Like I like, I like doing that in a, in a, in a friendly way. Mm-hmm. And, um, if you talk about politics, I, you know, like you said, unless you go on somebody who's, who's, you know, politically in line with you, it's just going to be a fucking disaster. And I don't want to look I don't want anybody on this network to be a part of any like foolishness that we don't initiate. Now that being said, Jay, Jay, I think is his like wet dream one day is to get like a fucking crazy, 
like conservative on the show just to just to just to challenge them. But but I told him I've told him many times. I told him on the show many times. Like it's do you really want to do that? Because they're not going to feel any shame. Like like what's the old adage right. about rolling around in the mud with a pig? Like you know like it doesn't like you shouldn't do it because you get dirty and the pig likes it. Like it's not like it's right. not exactly. You know? He's just he's just, he's a glutton for punishment. Yeah, like you're that, not right? you're you're not winning anything in that uh, in that. <laughs> in, right. in that in that exchange so right <laughs> so uh sorry for the diversion politics talk on the end of the show uh except Get not. your politics <laughs> out of my video games look we had to, we, we, look we had to shoehorn it in we didn't have a inherently political story to talk about this week, so. <laughs> uh but that's it for the post office thank you guys for uh on short notice getting your questions in uh, you remember, as Micah said, you can ask those questions throughout the week. So if something pops in your head, just head over to densepixels.com slash fans and join up and submit the question to the post office and we will engage with it on the show. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast as well as all the other shows in the TNP Studios Network. Wherever you download, find podcasts. Go to youtube.com slash densepixels. Subscribe to us there as well. And I, I mean, I guess, you know, twitch.tv slash densepixels as well, even though that revenue share is not going to be uh, – <laughs> Not going to be as fire as it used to be. Uh, and you can also follow us individually uh, on Twitch. I am Dense Pixels Brad. Carrie is up. It's Carrie. Terrence is Apparition 410. Uh, as usual, thank you guys so much for watching and listening this week. Hopefully, uh, we will avoid any Web3 related news next week. One can only hope, but uh, not counting on it. Not counting on it. We'll see you next time. See ya. <laughs>